are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm busy. Work is busy, and life is busy, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. <laughs> How are you? Um, since I can't see majority of your face, this is what this is what your response looks like. I know. No, no, no. We had a big thing the other day where we were recording <laughs> with Tara, and she, I was, she was like. I, I got some kind of weird like energy off of her and I was like, are you all right? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, did like, a, like looked around all, cause there's my equipment and then her equipment in between us. And we tried to do it facing each other so that we can kind of read each other a little bit. But she, we were, there was so much equipment between us. I'm like, I don't know. I just, for some reason thought you were upset. And then we realized like, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous having a conversation. It's like closing your eyes and having a conversation. Sometimes yeah. Like with basically this, all, this all, all I can see is like Ryan's eyes, but separating his eyes is like a, a black, like metal tube where like yeah. the microphone is. So literally it looked like you were looking at me with dead eyes and no other expression on your face. I, I got to play mm -hmm. uh fun ant for the first time since Christmas. Um, Funt. Well, just, just Funt. <laughs> Isn't that what they say with. Well, with, uh, not to get topical, but that was like a Kamala Harris thing with Maya Rudolph. She's like, I'm your fun aunt, your funt. Oh, I've I've only heard Funkle, which works so much better than like fun aunt. But um, yes. I'm fun aunt to many, as you may recall from episodes when you were like, how many babies have you fed? Well, many. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I got to play fun aunt um, to three kids ages six, four and like one and a half um, last weekend. And. I was exhausted at the end of that one day I spent with them. <laughs> also, I've realized how you have no personal space when you're with children. There was always, we, were, we spent the entire time in the pool and there was always a child somehow touching me, like holding onto my arm or like, you know, wanting to get a piggyback ride across the pool, which led yeah. to my swimsuit bottoms coming off at one point, which led to much <laughs> hilarity. That doesn't bother me Not coming me fully so off much. everybody, just... <laughs> Just uh, what is it, Hawaiian Tropic or? I, I, I was I was the water babies girl. Yes, yes. Um, I that doesn't ever really bother me, and it's in fact probably a preferred method of interacting with youth because when they're small enough, I can just wrestle with them, and they're like tee hee, or I'm like throwing <laughs> them around in the pool. But then like, I have a friend who has like an 18 year old, a 15 year old, and a three year old, oh. and the three year old oh I'm just like gosh. throwing around. <laughs> yeah. And I, the, the three-year-old, I'm just, like, throwing around. I guess maybe he's five now. But anyway, I'm just, like, throwing him around and everything. But then, like, the 15-year-old, who has, like, similar interests as me, is, like, talks to me. And I'm, like, I don't know how to respond to youth. Like, <laughs> Yes. Um, I think that all youth are probably rolling their eyes at me as being an old. <laughs> um, especially, yes. you know, since I, I interact with, you know, teenagers and stuff on a fairly regular basis through, like, work and church and lots of other things so it's always kind of like i want to be like i'm cool but i'm also not the person who's going to buy you alcohol so <laughs> slot me in appropriately we, on your cool meter <laughs> my my nephew likes a lot of our um posts on the uh uh Taryn ryan podcast and uh i sent him something finally that was like do you listen and the way he described listening to me was as if i had like sent him a like wax cylinder and was like listen to this music sonny like it was so just he's like well it's not really my thing you know in my generation we do twitch streams and things like that but i guess uh, you know i, I it, but it, it was like i'm like thanks this is he was very nice about uh -huh. it but it did sound like i was it sounds you know, like you sent him like a like, gramophone and we're like yes, exactly <laughs> i was like check out this the old technology or just like sheet music and was like, play this yourself. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, well, th these kids I spent the day with, which are some of my best friend's children. They're not just random children I spent the day with. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they still think Fun Aunt Laurel is like, you know, the best. So I'm just boosting my self-esteem whenever I'm around them. I like this idea that like, honey, uh, I, like they've let the kids out in the yard. Like, honey, there's a woman out there <laughs> with our children. <laughs> Who's that strange woman in the pool? <laughs> Exactly. Guys, I am that uh, starved for a swimming pool that I would just jump into a random person's and be like, I will play yeah, with your no children kidding. if you let me stay here all day. Um, I feel like if I had a pool right now, I'd just up the chlorine and charge people like 50 bucks a trip or something. One way to you know, do it, It's going to yes. hurt your eyes, but anyway. Uh, do you want to get started? Let's do it. Let's do this. Speaking Hi, of... Hello, Sia. I was going to say, right. speaking of children and babies and eczema, which we weren't, but... <laughs> Speaking of four points to get back. To <laughs> yes. <laughs> babies sometimes you say it eczema. Eczema Roz's baby. <laughs> that wasn't a segue. That was six degrees of like Roz's baby. <laughs> but my um, friend whose children I spent with, I spent time with, her name's Alice. Roz's baby's name is Alice. Boom. Perfect. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier. Uh, Laurel here is a seasoned Frasier veteran. I am a relative uh, new member in the Frasier, the cult of Frasier. Uh, and today we are talking about, um, I once again, lately I have not been having the, the, the things up, but this one is like to tell the truth. To tell the truth. Season six, episode What's, 15. Tell the truth. Uh, Niles is persuaded to get a new lawyer, Danny Douglas, for his divorce proceedings, but Frasier's compulsive honesty may present a problem. So his name's, yeah, his name's Donnie. One. Douglas. What did I say, Danny? Danny, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just to start, uh, Tara and I were watching, so I watched a good portion of it by myself, and then I was laughing so much, Tara said, what are you watching? And I'm like, well, get in here and I'll start over. Like, I love this character. Mm -hmm. And we started watching it again. This might be a VIE for me. <gasps> wow! Like... Because we were talking about, because I usually don't think about VIEs, because I'm usually like on the other side of it. Like mm -hmm. I think if, if this was a podcast where it was my second walkthrough of Frasier, mm -hmm. I'd have a bigger list of VIEs. But this one had a lot in it. It introduced a new character mm -hmm. that it seems stays around for a while. It was an actor that I very much enjoyed. Oh, okay. It was very funny. And it was very rewarding to people who have been watching Frasier for a while. I actually, so I, was very I cool. um, yes, I, I agree with all of that. Um, Tell me, okay, so the... Niles' new lawyer is played by Saul Rubinek. Tell me where people might know him from. Oh, my God. I don't know. Like, okay, that is not helpful. <laughs> no, not at all. Because I did the same thing where I was like, I, I'll look up his IMDb real quick. But I was thinking of it because I've seen him in 29 things. I think he was on the West Wing. He feels like he was on the West Wing. <laughs> okay, let me think about that. I mean, I'm trying to slot him in somewhere in the West Wing, and I can't. But right, that doesn't so his... mean he wasn't. He's he's in a new that new next Netflix uh, or excuse me he's in that new Amazon Prime show Hunters which is with Al Pacino mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know if you watch a lot of Al but he's in that uh, the other three things that are at the top of his IMDb are Unforgiven uh, True Romance and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs which doesn't help at all because I think he's one of those that guy actors I yes. can't think of something he was a main character in in warehouse 13 which was a very weird sci-fi show oh, yeah. that i think most of us our friends haven't our listeners haven't watched i like to refer to you guys as my friends um he's just in, he's in psych like he's a bunch of like played one character on every tv show ever he was on lost 
Okay, don't worry, listeners. I'm going through to see what things I might know because oh, okay, he's he was he had a well, it was in three episodes of Billions, which I just watched. Oh, he was in an episode of Shit's Creek. Um, yeah, yes. you're right. He has been in like one episode of a lot of things. Um, like oh, he's, like, he's in an episode of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and the Catskills. Okay, I've seen that one. He's yeah, like the big thing. Let's look before Frasier and see if we, if this might have been his big. I mean, he's in like The Practice. Uh, look, Good wife. The outer Gosh, he is just in every show for one episode. Law and Order. Boston Legal. He yeah, he's, he's in on, seven he's... episodes of something called Blind Justice, which I've never heard of. But that's like one of the things he's been in the longest. Let's talk about what we think Blind Justice is, because I bet it's a show about a lawyer who is blind. Yes, <laughs> it's gotta I, be. it definitely is that or like a blind detective who's, you know, solving crimes. Um and, but it's funny because he popped up, popped up, and without even thinking, I go, "Oh my God, Saul Rubinek!" And Tara was like, "And Tara's that's when she came in. She's like, who's Saul Rubinek?'" And I'm like, "I don't know, but I know him. He's in like nine million things, and he's he's his character. So t- to start off, it's the whole idea is uh, Niles is being drained dry by his lawyers, and they're not doing a great job. It's it's clear clear that they're overbilling. Yeah, his 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 court date has been now delayed by eight months. Um, and, and yeah, and obviously they're overbilling him. They're billing him for so many different things and expensive lunches and all of that. And so Roz suggests an ex-boyfriend, which let's talk about how this man was an ex-boyfriend of Roz. And mm-hmm. I literally went, I have a chance. <laughs> um, he's definitely against hype for Roz. Yes, but he's a delightful character. Like mm-hmm. even the fact that I think anybody else playing him. So he goes to meet with him and he's got like, it looked like Seattle uh, Seahawks uh framed portraits on the wall he was at the university of las vegas Mm -hmm. like there's plastic plants he's you know what's the opposite of ticking a bunch of boxes like (laughs) well you said i don't think ross cares about any of that i don't think ross no no no, i'm talking about niall oh okay okay um i mean yeah they he's definitely a far cry it's very it's very apt that niall's of the shangri-la would hire somebody like him as a lawyer like that seems to go hand in hand although obviously that goes against everything niall feels like he stands for well, he's all, he's just, he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's just not pretentious or not super know, polished. At all. Yeah. Not super polished, but I love that. He's like, he's constantly, he's constantly working. So he's like, Oh, he comes in and he's been working out and he just like undoes all his clothes and he's eating lunch. And he's like, he's like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Like yeah. he does a bunch of stuff that I feel like in the hands of any other actor would have annoyed the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And I, was endeared to this guy almost immediately. Especially, I love Donnie. Especially because he proves right off the bat to be so capable at what he's mm-hmm. doing that it, it's kind of like there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like, yeah, you could perhaps win your divorce with these fancy, high-priced, $1,500 an hour lawyers, but you could also go with this really street-smart, wise, savvy, not completely polished lawyer and for half the price and get it done. I think he was more than street smart. I think he just, I think he was legitimately good. And even when he was oh, yeah. dressed up, when he was at Frazier's place, he looked like he puts himself together well when he needs to. He's just not, that's not him all day, all night. And I also just, you know, the whole time, the, this, this, it was good watching half of it and then going back and watching it again, because as soon as he was started being very good at what he was doing, I went, okay, the other foot, the other shoe's going to drop. Like, I'm waiting for the comedic thing of, like... Like, you remember uh, My Cousin Vinny where they get that good lawyer and he goes and he's like... And he's got, like, a terrible stutter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I was waiting for something like that. I'm like, what's going to happen here that's going to ruin? Because, unfortunately, this 
show has been treading water on the my on the uh niles and maris issue mm-hmm. for a while so i was like when are we going to go back to square zero which it doesn't seem like we do and i don't know if that's a key if, if they'll something else will come up later wait, wait, i'm sorry what, like, what are you considering square zero square one uh there we think he's going to get out of it but we're just bet, oh, like I, I see, after like, this yeah. he's not still like like just spoiler alert He's divorced from Maris by yeah. the next episode, like fully divorced. Yeah. And she's out of there. And it was, and, and, it, and I really, really appreciated him. And I liked the character and the character seemed to give a, he like, like when he comes in and he's like, we've got dirt on Maris. Like he looked like he was legitimately not just being a slimy lawyer. He looked like he was like, we got her. You and me, Niles, we did yeah. it. Like he was great. I loved what he said. He goes, you want me in this because you're in a street fight and you need someone you know to have your back. Now, he's saying this as he's, like, holding his boxer briefs uh-huh. very close to Frazier's head. Yeah, swinging amazing. them towards Frazier. <laughs> About to show him, uh, the, what is it, the full moxie? Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, but. it's um, I, it's funny. when I, I, So I forgot this all happens in one episode that he, like, you know, pretty much comes to a final settlement with Maris that I, I actually thought Ryan and Tara were going to be so happy. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean I've been frustrated, but how long this has gone on? But I like see light at the end of the tunnel because I know that Niles does eventually like fully divorce Maris. But imagine for y'all, it's like, come well, on. So I, I don't know how to talk about my full feelings about this without ruining the end. Because when I talked about the other shoe dropping, a shoe does drop. It just has nothing to do with the capability of Donnie Douglas. Yeah, because. Niles feels like he can... Oh, I didn't know how far we were going to the end. Oh, well, I... So, I think we should bring up another point before we get to the end, and that's that Maris comes back with, well, he was in love with another woman while we were Mm -hmm. still married, and I love Daphne. Who? Uh, You. And I love that that's how he reveals it to Daphne, Mm -hmm. and everyone else in the room is just like... (gasps) And he just tears a Band-Aid off. Like, it's in character with his character. Just like, oh, he thinks it's you. Like, he does, you know... In his world, it'd be like, oh, he thinks it's you. It's like there would, never would have been this situation on the Donnie Douglas show mm-hmm. where Donnie was like some character was in love with a woman for six seasons. He it would have been ousted by this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, he's, so, he's, he's very much just a straight shooter and very direct. Yes. But when Daphne goes, they're, they're going to deposition you. She's like, oh, well, that's fine. I go, this is the perfect desp- deposition. This is all the time that I've got. I can't believe Daphne doesn't know. This is finally working in Niles's favor that she's so clueless to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Although you so almost they- start to wonder that if, as a questioner more, that it, it makes her be like, wait, is Dr. Crane yeah. in love with me? <laughs> but it doesn't Mm-mm. because... Donnie and him go Donnie and Daphne go out to to lunch to discuss, you know, the deposition and everything. And then at the end of the episode, Niles is so happy that the audience is so happy. This was a gut kick. Like I did not see this coming at all and I feel like there and but there were definite signs it didn't feel out of nowhere, but I didn't see it coming. And it's there at uh, it's Niles and Fraser at Cafe Nervosa and then Donnie and Daphne come in clearly on a date. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which, who knew that was such a hot date spot? I feel like we've seen so many dates at Nervosa. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, it's also, like, you can tell, like, you know, Niles has been with Maris and whatever her her psychiatrist's name is. Like, they, that was, yeah, well, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the Shankman situation where he was hiding around. Mm -hmm. Like, Donnie legitimately did not know that Niles wasn't, like, was like, oh, this is just BS. You said it was BS, whatever. Mm -hmm. And... 
was they walk over and they're all but they're both like oh hello and they're so happy to see him and like congratulatory but they're still clearly on a date mm-hmm. and it was just such like when he goes oh you smell so good what's that smell and niles is like cherry bark and almonds yeah it was so rough yeah i i am so happy that you have made a new entry in the vie catalog i i think you're making you know, a good case for it yeah, it's and again, there's there's jokes in here. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, it I, is I, a surprisingly I, really funny episode for how serious majority of the subject content is. Yes, and I also think I'm always talking about ooh, the thing I like about this episode is not this one in particular. This is an example, but like the thing I like about this episode is uh, you could just hand it to any Frasier fan and, and it'd be a great episode. And I don't think that's what this is. I think this is you know kind of evolving the storytelling because even the next episode we'll go into a little bit is continuing this story this is feeling more like modern sitcom parks and rec mm-hmm. uh the office storytelling than we've seen on fraser before they even reference an old episode of fraser they talk about you know why do they think you're in love oh that time at the country club yes. the whole thing where they were saying i love you daphne i you know all that and i thought that was going to come back to bite them and they don't linger on it they mm-hmm. don't even go like oh they don't talk about it so if you don't know you just don't get to get this information which i think is new for this show and maybe new for sitcoms around this time at all that's true it's it's doing doing what some of the harry potter movies have done where it just just it's not going to catch you up it's not going to like do any sort of like extra dialogue to kind of remind you it's like we expect you to know because we got to get going so yeah i think that i feel like this episode must be kind of a reward for yeah. watching six seasons of Frasier. Exactly. To see this really big two-year, three-year, we'd have to go back to figure out when Niles and Maris first split up, you know. Um, but it's also not like a, yeah, it's also not like a, I can't think of the word, but it's not like a sweeps week episode, like on this week of Frasier. <laughs> like, it just feels like I was rewarded for tuning in today. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it shifts the story. It, it gives Niles's, you know, the protagonist of this show now, like it gives him like a new direction to go in. That makes sense. And it, it's interesting. It's sad, but it's, you know, it's, it's a very evolved episode and it's still very funny. Tara does have a question. She wanted me to ask though. Normally, can we see the piano from the kitchen? We just haven't thought about it until now. Yes. The piano is almost always there. Like it's like from the kitchen um, like when Fraser Fraser throws the like rag at Niles. Um, like, did they have to reset? They, they might have. Shot? I yeah. ne- I mean, there's almost always people standing there, so you're never really looking right, right. all the way through it. So this actually brings me to one of my favorite comic relief parts of this episode that we find out that as a boy, Niles would hide under the piano whenever he was like anxious or distraught or something because it was a dark like enclosed safe space um and so niles Which i wrote when he brought it up as Chekhov's piano <laughs> yes i uh niles begins to hide under here during this episode and one of my favorite lines was um when fraser and niles are in donnie's office and fraser is yes. about to give his deposition and um he, he was like you know well i'll let you know how it goes or something and niles says just leave a bottle of sherry under the piano that is going to be my new tagline whenever like i've had a rough day or something it's just going to be like just yes. leave a bottle of sherry under the piano yes. um, i bumped i bumped on that too i uh, and then the cold close spoiler as we jump ahead to that is fraser like reading a book getting up to pour himself some more sherry and then pouring more for niles sitting under the piano yeah. Um, 
a, I, I, I did enjoy how they continued a joke though, when Niles is first sitting under the piano and it's talking about the cobwebs and like the nest under the piano. And after Frazier throws him the cloth and Frazier comes back out into the room. And I guess, I don't know if he's still talking to Niles or Frazier's on the phone or something, but Niles is behind him. Not, doesn't have lines or anything cleaning under the piano. Like David Pierce has the rag and it's just oh, like yeah, yeah, under yeah. the piano cleaning. <laughs> Which I just enjoyed that commitment. Um, Under the piano cleaning is my favorite. Under the piano and cleaning is my favorite Dave Matthews album. Anyway, so uh, three people are going to really enjoy that. I know you just kind of gave it a, a polite smile, but there are three people listening who are going to love that joke. Tweet at um, us, three people. <laughs> um, please. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't me going. Please, that was me saying. Please tweet at us. Please. Oh, I know. <laughs> He's I like, please. I thought guys, please. I can only see Ryan's eyes, and they are pleading. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I want to talk about more in this episode, but like, I feel like it goes really hand in hand with the next episode. The next, I mean, the next episode is just a continuation of this storyline. It kind of delves into it a little deeper. So if we want to like go to that one to have a bigger conversation, um, well, we, sh- we should just double check on this one about LOLs real quick. Oh, I know. Is- I, we are by no means leaving this episode. I have many. <laughs> Um, I think I think we should wrap up then because I, the next one I like to talk about I don't like nearly as much as this one but I think it's it's I, this is now becoming a storyline that I want to know what happens. Well, let me get through some of my LOLs. Um, yeah, let's hear them. That uh, Fraser says that Donnie makes him almost almost makes me wish I was still married to Lilith. That Donnie is so that good at his good. job, which I found funny. Um, and while you're already talking about leaving a bottle of sherry under the piano. Okay, here, I think I've seen this episode once. I, this episode, like, I remember beats of it. I remember that Donnie was changing clothes. I don't think I've seen this episode multiple times. Yet, when Donnie is saying, you didn't tell me where Maris's money came from. And I was like, I thought it was Timber. In my mind, I was like, oh, what is it? Oh, what is it? And then right before Donnie said it, my mind just went, urinal cakes. <laughs> and I was like, where were you storing that, Laurel? <laughs> Uh, yeah, what what piece of information is was trying to get lodged in your brain and was was forced out by urinal cakes? Uh, yeah, I also really enjoyed I, the hypothetical that Martin provided to Fraser to prove that Fraser would lie under oath, and one of them was the comet that was hurtling towards Earth. And he's like, "So yes, I guess to save mankind from a talking comet, <laughs> I would lie." I I also want to talk about how Martin was so insistent that Fraser just go ahead and lie under oath. Mm-hmm. As a police officer, so, it's surprising. It was, yes. Um, the urinal cake thing, I think, I feel like I knew that. I don't know how. Maybe it was one of those stray Frasier facts I read when doing a little research and that I didn't know. You know, that just kind of like sunk in there. Yeah. But like, I, I didn't remember it like you did when they said, I'm like, oh yeah, it is urinal cakes. It was funny. The urinal cake sounded so ridiculous that when it popped into my head, I was like, no. And then he's, and then Niles was like, <laughs> urinal cakes? I was like, What? I was a worried they weren't ever going to tell us what it was, which I, for I don't know why for me, but I, like when he goes, tell her I flushed out her family yes. secret. Hello, Maris. <laughs> yes, I do it's love so seeing good. Niles having a little bit of like his swagger back, yes. like he had in this episode. So um, are you ready to rate it? Yeah. Oh, I can, I really I, can't wait to hear your rating. <laughs> I think I'm going to rate it a nine corned beef sandwiches. Yeah, that's great. I think Corn, I'm going to give it eight bottles mustard. of sherry under the piano. <laughs> See, that sounds like another, uh, that sounds like a Harry Connick Jr. album. <laughs> yes, I got it. Two bottles of sherry under had, the piano. I had, to workshop, I had to workshop the joke, but I got there. <laughs> um, okay, so before we go on to the next one, it's important that we take a moment to recognize that we have two pieces of <gasps> Uncle Gary mail. 
Whoa! Okay, let me read them. Uh, sorry, that was a whole lot of nothing. For okay, here we go. Uh, first one is is entitled William H Macy, and I've actually responded to this, and I'll get to that later. Uh, on the last episode, on the last podcast, you all went over some great William H Macy roles. Allow me to recommend The Cooler, an underrated <gasps> movie starring yes! Macy, Maria Bello, and Alec, and Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. Yes, I've never seen one. it, but I've heard really good things about it. It's it's if it's streaming somewhere, check it out. It's it's worth seeing. It's you you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. He plays um yeah. a, like a casino cooler where like when a table is hot or a player is hot, he like goes and joins the table and. Every he he like is the black hole of luck. Mm-hmm. In a weird way, so yeah. I would say he got Oscar buzz around that. Well, I think it was one of the one of the first things that he was like the main star of. Mm-hmm. Like he was such a a a, a, a good but such a like fourth or fifth build like even i think the thing he was the most the star of before that was fargo and that was such a shared mm-hmm. i mean i i Francis do mcdormand and then him maybe. yeah i do still i mean maintain that he's very prominent on er but anyway well yeah yes, yes, yes. i'm talking about film though yeah so. true uh laurel went over quite a moisturizing regimen here's a little tip from uncle gary Guys, get a good under eye cream and use it every day or two. It takes a few seconds and it makes a difference. Now back to your favorite podcast, Uncle Gary. And I just responded to a, to it. I'm actually seeing the cooler and thought about bringing it up at the time, but figured no one has seen it but me. Because <laughs> I remember thinking about it at the time and then being like, nah, I don't know if anyone's seen this. Um, but we do have a second Uncle Gary. Hold on. Let me start it again. But we do have a second Uncle Gary piece of mail. <laughs> I would just like to point out, like, Uncle Gary is the only person who gets a sting for there. <laughs> it's the only... St- well, I think this thing might have other stings. I can also have it say the word ham for some reason. Ham! We don't need oh, to no. use that. We don't need a to sad, use that. A sad trombone? Okay, that needed to be, like, two beats shorter. And then I have a Willem scream. That's it. No, no. Okay, continue. Okay, uh, this one's entitled Terra Fan. Uh, oh, jeez, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here's dinner. I knocked. I didn't hear it. Scared the shit out of me. Um, Terra Fan. Really enjoyed Terra sitting in on a session on session 76. Felt like I got three craniacs for the price of two. It's evident that you all do another. It's evident that you all do another podcast together. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It's evident that. Oh, the, yeah, 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 we've done that. We've worked together. Yes, yes, yes. I think you were all spot. You all were spot on comparing Woody from Cheers to Joy from Friends. The Nile scene from Three Valentines was surely one of his best. I didn't notice how good Eddie was in the scenes until I rewatched it after your podcast. So thanks for pointing that out. The podcast is okay. Just kidding. Love the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I said when Uncle Gary says it's okay, I'm going to be real worried. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle Gary. Yeah, thanks for two great, uh, great pieces of mail. Also, that under eye cream tip is—that's a winner. So absolutely. So Laurel is uh, pressed for time on this. So let's here we go. Let's hit the next one. It is. I'm all got. Season six, episode sixteen, decoys. Sorry, I was back on the Saul Rubinek page. So give me one sec. Donnie is now going out with Daphne, which Niles is not happy about. Boy, I'm glad I didn't read this beforehand. On the plus side, Donnie has managed to secure something for him out of the divorce settlement. Maris's lakefront cottage, Shady Glen. So 
that what? was just the first like <laughs> few minutes of it. Yeah. Which Donnie is so cool. He's like, hey, Niles, and like throws him the keys. Like, I want Donnie as a lawyer. I I, I mean, I, I thought you just like me one as a friend, but. Um... Either way, but I just like that. Like, hey, man. <laughs> so Niles is having a hard time dealing with the whole them dating. And I, I did like them seeing like him kind of realizing Donnie's a good guy. Donnie is, is doing well for me as a lawyer, but like, he's still doing this, this, he's still a roadblock between me and the mm-hmm. one I love. I mean, Niles must be so, I mean, he's just got such a conflict going on. He obviously doesn't want to mm-hmm. fire Donnie and he's very appreciative of everything Donnie's done, but Donnie is also breaking his heart. <laughs> Absolutely. So he ends up talking to Roz about uh, Donnie and it becomes apparent that, that Roz was Donnie was kind of one of the ones that Roz that got away. Mm-hmm. And so Niles. So I so then Niles is like, let's all go to this. He goes, Let, why don't you join me at the cottage? And in before the commercial break, he doesn't really let on that he's inviting Roz. But he's also inviting Donnie so that he can try and get them back together. Yes. So there was a part there where I was like, are Niles and, and Roz going to have a, a fling? Or my thought of the rest of the episode was going to be Niles and Roz, like, not accidentally hooking up, but, like, it, it starts off as a friendly thing, becomes very apparent that it's, like, leading in a romantic direction, and they keep going, like, should we, shouldn't we? And it's, like, that was going to be the whole thing, which I would have loved that episode of, like, just silly farcical things leading to them being like kind of sexually attracted to each other. I totally bumped on, I I did remember this episode. I totally bumped on the fact that I was like, Oh, they are wanting you to think that Ra that Niles and Roz are going to end up together at the end of this or at some point in this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the like silly farcical thing, I thought this was a great example. I wrote this somewhere in my notes that the perfect, Oh, I said the the perfect amount of madcap in this episode. There's a term for this that I keep forgetting to look up, but it's like, it has something to do with the doors opening and slamming and people coming in and leaving and that sort of sort of mm. theater fart. Uh, listeners, if you know the term that Ryan is thinking of, please tweet at us or put it in the group yeah. or email us or something. Um, Absolutely. Can we talk about something, though, that I was really shocked by? At the very beginning, when Niles is like, yeah, I mean, it's great that I'm divorced and that's final, but... Donnie, you know, is now dating Daphne, or, or Daphne is dating dating someone. Um, and Roz is like, you're in love with Daphne? And I was like, yes. wait a second. I, I I could not believe that Roz. Didn't know. Kind of the, the, the most. Do you think that if her character would have known, she would have, she would have pushed him to do something? No, because I don't think Roz, uh, I, I don't think she and Niles interact all that often. And I honestly yeah. don't think that Roz and Niles, this is going to sound bad. I don't think they care about each other that much to get involved in. But that's interesting because I feel like this episode, whereas they're not like as good of friends as like Frasier and Roz are, they're still like their interaction at this point was interesting. And like, because they maybe don't care about each other as much as, as other people do, it is a little schemey. Like they could do, she was like, okay, let's do this. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, when they were sitting together at Nervosa, that's one of the only times we see that just the two of them together. It's very rare that it's just the two of them. And that's why I feel like Niles inviting her up down the lake for the lake was, I think he was kind of like, look, I'm divorced now. I'm starting this new life. Roz and I can be friends. Maybe I need to loosen up a little. Roz and I can talk about being single and stuff. Oh, you didn't, you didn't think he had the plan then? You think he devised it between, during the commercial break? Um, I, yeah, I think he devised it during the commercial break. Okay. 
I, it, I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have commercial breaks in mind, so I don't have, well, I didn't like have the break. Fades out and fades in. Right, right. right. But I, I guess, yeah. I, I feel no. I don't, I don't think he had the idea then. I think he didn't have the idea till later, because he would I have to he also. Have had... I, I feel like he'd have to also know that Donnie was like free that weekend and wanting to travel and stuff. Well, I think he might have been formulating it because he had a very strange look on his face when when Roz was like standing up talk when he was like trying to convince her to come. Mm. And I thought that's what that was the face that initially I'd have to go back and watch because initially that face was was where I got my idea. Oh, he's starting to like turn around on Roz some way. You know, I don't know. I've never seen her in this light before. You know what, listeners? The, let that's us... where they have the Beauty and the Beast song where it's like. I never knew. Oh my gosh, I love that song. Yes, there's something there that wasn't there before. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, listeners, I want your thoughts on this. Because again, I've seen this episode before, so I may just already have, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm the best judge of that. Uh, so he, he, the whole point is he invites Roz and Don, Donnie to the, uh, uh, the place. Because Donnie always wanted a family and Roz wasn't there. And so now Roz has a family, but no. Donnie. Mm -hmm. So Donnie's there. And Donnie is immediately very good with the baby. Mm -hmm. And like, now this is, I did see this and go, now I kind of get it. <laughs> now I can kind of see why everyone's into Donnie. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's just, he's charming without seeming like he's, as, as an adult now watching this and seeing how Donnie's, just, he's so charming without seeming like he's trying. It's like, this is just his natural personality. He's, he's charismatic, he's successful, mm -hmm. he's good with kids. Like, But he's also, like, not too... I keep going back to the word polished. He's just not too polished. So you can tell that none of this is a practice. Probably it is, but, like, none of this is, like, practiced and honed. It's just, like, his nature. I don't know if polished is a good word, because it doesn't feel like he wants to be polished. I just think he's just no. very, like... No, yeah. yeah, he's authentic. I am going to look up Saul Rubinek's wife, because I'm wondering if she's gorgeous, like... Oh, nope. <laughs> He's not married or she's not gorgeous. She, I was wondering if she was like a smoke show like Daphne and, and Roz. And look, she's a very, she's a, well, there you go. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'd say they're on par looks wise. Yes. But I was wondering if like, because he always plays a very similar character where he enters the room and kind of like takes over the room. He does, he does a lot of that. Like sometimes that's a it's, good it's, way of putting it. He plays characters that just come in and are like immediately the star of the scene. Yes. This, which is why I'm glad he's the one doing this. And it looks like I accidentally looked up. It looks like he's on the show for like a little while longer because I was looking up the general cast, you know, on IMDb mm -hmm. and it shows you based on how many episodes they're in. And he's like in the top 10. So he's there for at least a little while. Um, they, Oh, I'm trying to think of what else happened in this episode. Fraser and Martin show up early because mm -hmm. they're supposed to drive in the next day. Yeah. So it ruins kind of his plans to get Roz and Donnie together. So they. And I thought that, they... like, inner debate that Roz had where she was like, I can't do this to Daphne. And then she was like, well, I mean, it sounds like they're not that serious. So I guess maybe, like, it's okay if I do. And it's funny. I feel like I have been never, never somebody I've been holding a candle for for, like, six years. But I feel like I've had a crush on somebody. And then they start dating someone. And you're like, oh. Maybe it's not that serious, and maybe they'll break up soon. I've never gone out of my way to thwart it, to sabotage it. I feel like that's called saving someone. They, there's like a Parks and Rec episode yes. about that. Um, well, no, I mean, I'm saying somebody similar, that... Similar, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying... It's somebody I haven't dated. 
it's somebody oh, okay. that I just had a crush on. And then like, I've been in denial of the situation where you're like, oh, I mean, again, I didn't hold a candle for somebody for six years, but like, where you've been like, oh, I've cr- oh they're dating someone. Maybe they'll break up. <laughs> um, well, I also thought it was weird that it was a, she, that Niles was like, well, they haven't had sex yet. It was a very like caveman thing of like, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't planted her, his flag for, as, I'm trying to think of it like a less, but you know what I mean? Like cl- stake yeah. to claim. Mm-hmm. Or I think, I think he's just saying, someone, I'm like, come on. I think he's just kind of saying at, the, at their age, it, it, that's a sign that the relationship just isn't that serious. If yeah, they're yeah. not, because I mean, you know, it's, oh, actually, I don't really want to finish that sentence. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I, I, I did like the bit though, at the end, um, Daphne shows up, everyone shows up again. There's the farce of everyone trying to keep everyone. They don't want anyone, certain groups of people to be in the same room at the same time. I like that Niles and Roz kiss to like, mm-hmm. we'll and the most to you. awkward, aggressive kiss <laughs> where I was like, the how most, is anybody falling eighth, for this? Yeah. Eighth grade theater kiss of all time. Of yes. Like, peck. Um, no, I, no, um, it was like a, they held the kiss for so long. Yes. But it was like, <laughs> there wasn't, a, it was just listeners, their head. listeners. Ryan is trying to, he's miming. Like, you know when you're a child and you're talking about like, people kissing and you like rub your fingers together, fingers from opposite hands together? Like, that's what he's trying to do. <laughs> and it's really funny. I'm rubbing my hands. Well, the crane oh. mantis, the cricket. The cricket. <laughs> yes. Um, I, but like Daphne shows up and then she goes, she gets kind of upset at everybody and is just like, well, I guess we'll go. I've heard there's a B and B down the road and hold on there's something on the thing I heard yeah, a B&B so Fra- down the road. before he knows that donnie is there is really like let's give Roz and niles some privacy dad and i yeah. will go to this b&b that's nearby and then when daphne shows up he's like hey you should come with us we should really give them some like time alone and then when donnie shows up the other shoe drops for fraser and he's like oh well, not donnie shows up but when fraser finally sees donnie he's like i yeah. see and then and then daphne's like uh what we'll, we'll just go to the b&b down the road and donnie's like are, are you serious she's like yes and then he like just stands there, <laughs> like I I this endeared me to Donnie again because he's like, oh, like he's not like a Lothario or anything. He yeah. was just like so happy. He's just like, well, oh. also, she's like, it'd be more fun if you with, came with me. He's like, oh yep. He he bolts without his overnight bag. <laughs> oh yeah 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 absolutely. <laughs> it was amazing. I just I you know I I love that he's a character that you could see Niles triumphing over this guy. Like if it, it wasn't like he's like this you know gorgeous. 10 out of 10 and then also a lawyer then also the stuff like there's a lot of like you can see why Daphne's dating Donnie but at the same time you could see Niles eventually overthrow overthrowing Donnie you know what I'm trying to say like triumphing over him yeah mm-hmm I mean, like he's not a perfect specimen in every way, shape, or form. And I don't just mean that because he's not super handsome. I mean it because he's like, oh, I, I get to hook up with that. Like, he's also excited to be with Daphne. He's not above her. Mm-hmm. You know, he's also thankful to be with Daphne, you know? I, well, I just thought it was great. And I feel like we've heard in Daphne talking about ex-boyfriends of hers and, like, what was it, Joe, who she dated for an undetermined amount of time on the show, um, that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't ever really dated guys, so it seems like, like, and I know guys probably hate being called this, but like, just, like, a sweet, nice guy who really, like, dotes on her and, like, is romantic and stuff like that, like, hides a basket of all of her favorite British foods in the bushes for them to stumble upon on a walk. Yeah. And so I feel like Daphne is, like, yeah, that, part, that probably could make her overlook the fact that Donnie does not 
look like Clive or any of her ex-boyfriends. But I'm just saying he's also emotionally like a good partner. Like yes. He, he appreciates her. That, that's what I'm trying to, yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not just, not just he's, you know, a nice, he's, but we talked about the confidence. We talked about the successful of his career. Yeah. And now he's showing that he actually, you know, it's not just a date to him. He really like is, you know, whether or not he's in love with Daphne, he's definitely like, I think moving at a similar pace as she is in the relationship and, and, and yeah. gives a crap. I think you've hit the nail on the head about confidence because Donnie has really, the character has really mastered or Saul Rubinek has mastered the perfect amount of confidence. Cause he's not arrogant. Mm-hmm. He, exactly. But he is, but he, like he could walk into Frazier's apartment. I mean, I don't know what Donnie's apartment looks like. And he could walk into Frazier's apartment and be like, these guys went to Harvard. Look at this apartment, like et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, that could have some, but some people could feel a little like low self-esteem or a little unsure about themselves. And he just walks in and is like, just didn't, owns the, owns the place yeah, in a good way. A, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, like, he, he's not overtaking the room. We just did uh, 101 Dalmatians on the other podcast and we did, we talked about Corella DeVille and whenever she enters the room, it's just, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's a whirlwind. She sucks um, up all the oxygen. She sucks up all the oxygen. Uh, <laughs> she I think socks up all the oxygen is what you just said. She socks up all the oxygen. <laughs> um, I, I think the, the opposite is with, with Donnie where he's like, uh, that's I'm still kind of enjoying that malapropism a minute ago. Um, but uh, I, I think he, me, he he's he's got that confidence but he's meeting you like where you want to be like when mm-hmm. he when niles is like we'll come back if you have time he knew he's like okay no 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 you're right let me you want this you want this and mm-hmm. here's why you need this like he's a he's a bit of a salesman but he's a good salesman he like he's you know i i don't know and i, I again i said it the first time but i think any other actor may have made this bad and we've dealt with the opposite of that where it's just a like didn't fraser have an agent that was just a nice agent mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it was literally actor. a boy scout yeah Yes. So, oh yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so I don't think we're getting that. I think we're getting someone who's capable and interesting and, and mm-hmm. we're, and, and, but at the same time, not, he, he's an antagonist, but you also don't want to root against him. Right. Like there's part of me that I haven't gotten there yet, but I can see myself eventually going like Daphne, you know what? Just stick with uh, Donnie. I, um, you make a good point, especially since I was just listening to the lady in the tramp episode of, uh, princess diaries that like he he's an interesting villain because he's kind of like a situational villain where like he's not a bad person but it's because of the situation that he's in that you're like oh but donnie so but i think i, I it's interesting because i think you could have had again putting it in disney terms had niles like slay a dragon in this case mm-hmm. and instead what he's doing is like they've set him up to he has to prove himself worthy to daphne and potentially the audience. Now, this could all change when we find out Donnie's cheating on Daphne mm-hmm. in like his last episode or something like that. Yeah, but when Daphne I, I goes not. to prison for killing him and then they, <laughs> they quit her for kind of passion. Right. Oh, it's, it's nail biter. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yes, I think yes. Niles is going to have to become a better man yes. to measure up to Donnie. Mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's not something unobtainable for Niles, like, say, Donnie isn't a hunk. It's it's all things that are to that dials dials that Niles can maybe maybe we put Donnie and Niles together. Um, that's their because <laughs> then it's Dials and Nani. So there you go. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's stuff stuff he can accomplish that I think will make him a better character and a better man. Mm-hmm. So 
And, and, and it, it is odd that this is all happening to the brother of the titular character of the show. We're really leaving Frasier in the dust in, the, in, you know, in these two episodes. I mean, I, as, as we all know, I'm Team Niles, but I, I think this also is a credit to, I mean, it's credit to the writers. It's a credit, it's a credit to all the actors too. Like it doesn't, I doubt Kelsey Grammer's in there throwing around his weight and being like, Frasier needs more A plots. Um, Cause you know, there's yeah. obviously an A plot and a B plot in every show. Um, I just, yeah, I think that, I mean, it was like for the good of the show also. Also, I mean, Kelsey Grammer had already gone to rehab once. They may have been like, look, we may have to have Niles carry half a season again. So... So I listened to the latest episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and he's interviewing Jim Carrey, who apparently wrote a memoir, but it's a fictional memoir. So it's a novel, but it's like the main character is Jim Carrey, and he's kind of making fun of himself. And then other people in it are are Hollywood actors. And I may have put it on my Amazon list because apparently Kelsey Grammer is a character in there. Amazing. I'll check it out and and, and get back to you guys. But apparently they they kind of talk about it a little bit on Conan O'Brien. What is the book called? memoirs and (laughs) miss something like i I don't remember i just went jim carrey book and it's like did you mean this one and i guess i did mean that great um do you want to rate this one do you have any lols um i i do have i have uh one lol um and then one title card that i really enjoyed but i like when fraser was trying to fraser niles is trying to convince roz to break up daphne and donnie said why should two people be happy when four people can be ecstatic Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did really enjoy that. And then um, the scene card when Frazier and Martin are duck hunting was chicks and ducks and geese needn't worry, um, which is a play on uh, the song from Oklahoma uh, story with fringe on top where it's chicks and ducks mm. and geese better scurry when I take you out in the Surrey when I take you out in the Surrey with a fringe on top. Adding okay. snaps and swaying does not make that song much cooler. <laughs> Uh, I, I, the song is not cool by any means. <laughs> Oklahoma is a fantastic musical, but like none of the songs in there are cool. <laughs> also, I, I should, I'd say that I recently rewatched the Hugh Jackman performance in London from like the late nineties when he played the main character. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is a real problematic musical. <laughs> so just oh, like sing it? along to the songs. It's been decades since I've seen it. It's, I mean, it's still, it's still good, but I was like, oh. You mean, you mean the role that nabbed him Wolverine? <laughs> Isn't that also, weird? Hugh Jackman, what a dreamboat in Oklahoma. Absolutely. Goodness gracious. I was just like fanning myself. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. In terms of rating this episode, I think I would give it seven quarts of whiskey. What, uh, what Martin was going to bring up to the lake for snake bites. Yes, I'd give it seven duck calls. I did enjoy the duck call. And the cold clothes. I thought it was a good episode. Cold clothes yeah. was Martin blowing the duck call, finding it in his pocket and blowing it, and then Eddie running out of the room and getting a rubber ducky and bringing it back, which I was really impressed with. <laughs> Even <laughs> though I saw it coming. I saw the same thing, yeah. Uh, I also well, said he good. Also I also jump when he first does it, too. I wrote down good job, Enzo, because I could tell that was Enzo and not Moose. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So if you've got, uh, you know, some thoughts on Saul Rubinek, if you know what his big uh, role is and want to tell us, um, what was the other thing? If you want to tell us the name of those types of farces mm-hmm. where people are running in and out of doors and into a room. If you want to tell uh, us if you were us... one of the three people who laughed when Ryan provided Dave Matthews album titles. I, I'll know whether you say it or not. I, I, supo- I stand behind that joke. Um, give it, let us know. We, uh, have an, we have an email. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, you, you can email us at craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. 
check us out craniacs a fraser podcast on facebook and if you're listening to us you know where we're available uh but of course it's overcast stitcher uh, Spotify and iTunes, so please give us the highest review possible there. It really helps us out. Give us a five-star review. If you want to give us a four-star lower review, Laurel has a recommendation for you. I do. Um, as many of you know, all of you know probably, um, I believe the Summer Olympics in Tokyo were supposed to be happening right now, or at least in the past few weeks, and they are not. Um, and if you're really just missing some like Olympics in your life, um, I recommend a, a documentary on HBO called The Weight of Gold. Um, it is, it's narrated and produced by Michael Phelps. Um, and it's actually about the mental health of Olympians mm. after the Olympics. Um, even ones that do well that, you know, get gold medals and everything. Um, but especially about ones who get silver or bronze medals and never, or don't medal at all. And what they kind of go through when the one thing in their life that's taken over their life and their family is been under a lot of like stress about and everything just crumbles around them. Or you just age out of a sport. Um, it's pretty heavy at times, I will say. So if you struggle with like mental illness or, you know, depression and stuff, it might be a little bit of a trigger, but I did find it to be really interesting and really eye-opening about um, the finances and just, yeah, that whole process. Um, it made me never want to have a child that becomes an Olympian. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think either of the people on this podcast have a worry of that. No. Like, I don't think anybody's... I, I didn't want to put you just to be like, I don't think you have anything to worry about, Laurel. I wanted to say, like, both of us. Like, You I don't, don't think any anybody. of our offspring would ever become – you don't know. I think you have to be close to an Olympian, and then the next one is an Olympian. I don't think that's true. Like, I don't – Really? I don't know that, like, Michael Phelps' parents were swimmers. Like, mm. you know, for, to just pick somebody out of it. So, yeah, no. I mean, I don't think – like, was I, Michael Jordan's dad a really good basketball player? I have no idea. I'm watching The Last Dance. I feel like I should know that. Um, we need to get on top of that. So when sometimes when you start uh, talking about what your suggestion is going to be, because, listeners, we don't talk about this beforehand. No. Uh, sometimes all. my brain takes a left turn when you get there. So you're like, I know so many of you are missing the Olympics. So if you want to bring a little bit of the Olympics into my life, in, your, in my mind it was, try street luging. Just hop <laughs> onto a skateboard and find yourself a hill. Head down into traffic. Like, I was just like, I don't know why. So that's why sometimes when you do that, I, like, get away from the microphone and start kind of laughing. Okay, that I'm makes like, a lot of sense because you do that almost every time I start to suggest something. And I, I al yeah, I'm I, almost always think that you are about to predict what I'm going to say. And I'm like, how do you know what I'm going to say? No, well, because sometimes it's not, you know, it's not funny. It's just a legitimate response. But in my head, it's always something like just a left turn of, of something like that. Like I wow. just, cause I also imagined you putting on like an old football helmet and laying down <laughs> a, on a skateboard and being like, Wee! you know what I do is I put on the helmet and I knock on it to show that it's yeah. like, <laughs> um, okay. Um, guys, I know we don't have a whole lot of artists out there, but if I've ever asked for any sort of fan art, please do Laurel street. <laughs> but, uh, until then, uh, wait, no, until next time I'm Ryan, I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.